in this nation, we enjoy more freedoms than anywhere else on earth. So thank you, Jesus, for the founding fathers and that, that Bill of Rights. And if you haven't already, I urge you to exercise that freedom by voting in the election this week. But even with all of these freedoms, we are not entirely free. And from the instant of our conception until the moment of our death, we all serve something or somebody. When we're babies, it's ourselves. We want what we want when we want it. If we're hungry, we want to be fed. If we're tired, we want to be in bed. If we're wet or messy, we want to be clean. And we don't care what time of the day or night it is. We don't care what anybody else thinks or wants. We don't care whether anybody else wants to deal with us or not. We don't care whether anybody else is asleep or not. We don't care if it's convenient or not. Babies don't care about anything but themselves. And they make that perfectly clear with the only vocabulary they know. <laughs> We all serve something or somebody, and babies serve themselves. In some ways, we never really outgrow that, do we? Some folks worse than others. And right now, every one of us has somebody that just came into mind, don't we? Now, children, as children, we don't get to serve only ourselves anymore because we have parents and teachers who start telling us what to do and what not to do. And if that's not bad enough, when nobody's around to stop them, we have older siblings and the bigger kids around that do the same. In middle and high school, coaches and ministers and employers join the list of folks that we have to serve. And as adults, most of us choose a spouse. Now, ideally, we serve our spouse because we choose to, not because we have to, though in every marriage there are times that we have to do what the other one wants because we promise to love and cherish them and not because we necessarily want to do what they're asking. Oh, yes, honey, let's go visit your mother. And then if children come along, we get to give them everything we demanded from our parents. Ironic how that circle gets closed, isn't it? And as adults, the, the list grows longer of things and people that we serve. Our job, our boss, our profession, our home, our yard, our pets, our hobby, our money, our stuff, food, alcohol, leisure, money, sex, power, TV. The list goes on and on. And even if we say, I don't serve that stuff, all of them influence and sometimes determine how we spend our time and our energy, and our money. At every age and stage of life, we all serve something or somebody. Now, some of them, depending on our age, we really don't have much choice about whether we serve them or not. Like when we're kids, our parents, or teachers, or coaches, or later on, our employers, employers and our children. Others, we get to choose whom or what we serve, or at least to pick the ones, like our friends, or our spouse, or our sports team or our profession, or where we live, or where we work. Now, ideally, as we get older, we also get wiser and take more responsibility for making conscious choices about whom and what we serve, and where and when and how we spend our time and our energy and our money. Because if we don't choose, not choosing is a choice. And if we don't choose, life will choose for us. You see, if we don't deliberately decide how to spend our time, energy, and money, our family, 
and friends, our job, the TV, social media, our phone plan, our home, our hobbies, our hungers, our hormones are all perfectly happy to soak up every waking minute and every ounce of energy and every dime in our pocket. We all serve something or somebody. And for all the people and the things that we have no choice about, okay. But for all the people and things we do have a choice about, whether to serve them or not, let's choose wisely. And as we choose what and whom to serve, please do not leave out God. You see, God is so gentle and kind and loving and humble that He doesn't insist that we put Him first. He's not the baby who cares only about what He wants when He wants it, and He makes it loud and clear so everybody knows it. He loves us so much that He's given us everything we have and everything we need. Food, clothing, shelter, air, water, family, friends. He loves us so much He invites us into His family to be His children, to live with Him and each other forever. He loves us so much He gave His only Son to live and die as one of us, to show us how, how much He loves us and how He would like us to love Him and each other. But He also loves us enough to give us the choice of whether we will love Him back or not, whether we'll accept the invitation to be in His family or not, whether we'll live and love His way or not, whether we'll give Him any of our time or talent or treasure, or not, whether we'll serve Him or not. You see, we all serve something or somebody, and God gives us the choice of whether the somebody that we serve is Him or not. We heard Joshua today say to the people of Israel, that would be the people God freed from slavery in Egypt, the people God fed, clothed, and carried for 40 years in the wilderness, the people God gave the promised land to, the people God offered to take care of forever, the people God loves dearly. Joshua says to them, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates River or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living now. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, each of us has that same choice of which God or gods will serve. Now, we probably don't think of the people and things that claim huge, big chunks of our time and our talent and our treasure as gods, but that's what they are to us if they get first dibs on our calendar or our attention or our energy or our money. That's what they are. If, that, if they are what we arrange the rest of our life around, that's what they are if that's what we dream about, worry about, and concentrate on to the exclusion of the God who created all of those things. That's what they are if we focus on the gifts instead of the giver. We all serve something or somebody, either the gods around us or the God who made us and loves us. Choose for yourselves whom you will serve. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Now, I wish that were a choice that we had to make only once, but it's not. It's a choice we get to make every day, many times every day. 
Because all of those other things and people vying for our time and energy and money, all those other gods, they come to visit every day, many times every day. And like babies, they scream and cry and whine and want from us what they want when they want it. And every time any one of them shows up, we get to choose whom or what we serve. That's what's been going on in the gospel lesson from John chapter 6 for the last three weeks. For three weeks now, we've been in this chapter, and in it, Jesus feeds the 5,000 in one day. And then the next day, those same 5,000 people show up wanting more. And Jesus said, you didn't come to see me because of what you saw in the miracles. You came because I fed you. Well, you want bread? I am the bread of life. All who come to me will never hunger or thirst. And if you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, which means if you listen to me and love me and do what I say, you will never die. Now, that's not what those 5,000 people wanted. They wanted bread from his hand, not bread from heaven. They wanted something they could chew, not words they had to chew on. They wanted the gift and not the giver. They wanted to be served, not to serve. And they reply, what? what? Oh, do what you say? That's, that's hard. And Jesus says, yeah, it is. But my words are full of the Spirit and full of life. And doing what I say and serving me and each other is how you are going to find life. Not what they wanted to hear. And most of them left. Jesus turns to the twelve and asks, do you want to leave too? And Simon Peter, bless his heart, answers, to whom would we go? You alone have the words of life. You alone have the words of eternal life. And we've come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Peter says, I choose you. And the eleven, because they stay with him, they say the same thing. Jesus, we choose you. We choose to follow you of all the other things and people and gods in the world. We choose to serve you. What about you? Of all the things and the people and the gods in the world, what and whom do you choose to serve? When God invites you into his family, as his child, which means he's the father for us to respect and obey, whom do you choose to serve? When Jesus says, I'm the bread of life, come to me and you'll never hunger or thirst. Listen to me, do what I say, serve me and each other and you will have life. Whom do you choose to serve? When other things and people and gods show up clawing at your calendar and screaming for your attention and asking for your energy and reaching for your wallet, whom do you choose to serve? Because serving Jesus entails letting go of wanting only what I want when I want it. Serving Jesus costs us time and energy and money. Serving Jesus means listening to Him and doing what He says, which is hard but it's worth it. We all serve something or somebody. Please don't let life or laziness or inertia or apathy make the choice for you. 
Choose whom and choose how you will serve. If you choose or have chosen to serve Jesus, I'm not going to ask you to stand up, sing just as I am, walk down the aisle, or make any other public display, but I am going to ask you to pick up your Messiah's Way packet that's out in the hallway out there, to take it home, to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest it, and pray and ask the Messiah what He'd like you to do for Him to serve Him in this next year. And if something piques your interest, but you're not sure about it, there's a who you're going to call list in there. Call the person in charge of that team. In two weeks, come to the ministry fair that'll be out in the hallway and talk to the people that do the stuff. And then on your commitment sheet, circle the ministry or the ministries you'd like to try and bring it back to the parish birthday party on September 16th. Please ask the Messiah what He would like you to do to serve Him in this next year. And then ask Him, ask the Messiah what He would like you to give financially to serve Him in the next year. Because serving Jesus includes both doing and giving. Now, if my invitation to serve and give is making you a little nervous, and you're thinking, this is hard, and you're ready to leave, remember what Simon Peter asked, or what he said, to whom will you go? Jesus alone has the words of eternal life, and if you have come to believe and know that He is the Holy One of God, please don't leave. Stay. Stay in peace to love and serve the Lord.